on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Andy and DJ cruise the motherfucking internet. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to cruise the internet. We have a very special guest on today's CTI, a good friend of mine, Miss M- Miss Mrs. Right Mrs. Now. now. It Mrs. is now. Mrs. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Now. When I met you, it was Miss. Now, was it? Yeah, it was Florio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's Bontempo. Now I'm an old lady. That's right. So I've got (laughs) Mrs. Gina Bontempo. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have you as well. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yes. Thank you for having me. About fucking time. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) We should be doing more stuff together. You're only like four hours away. It's not far, especially the flight. It's only just like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Everything good with you? Everything's good. You know, summer's been great. Yeah, I was just telling you before we started filming, my daughter's turning two in October, so it's a fun age. You know, just doing a lot of mom stuff, so it's good. Now, that's awesome. If you guys are unfamiliar with Gina, Gina has what I think is some of the best content on social media and has had that for a very long time, uh, especially around what's going on in the world, women's health and fitness. Um, give them a little background of, you know, sort of how you got to be here. Yeah, I'll give the abbreviated version because there's there's kind of a lot. I mean, so when I when I went to college and graduate school, that's sort of when I got sucked into the the nonsense of, you know, the progressive left and I left. Now you went you went where'd you go? I went to Emory for undergrad and I went to Harvard for graduate school. Okay. And people are always like, "Oh, wow, you went to an Ivy League." But I'm not kidding when I say some of the dumbest people I've ever met were at Harvard. Like truly, like people that cannot function in day-to-day life. Um, and then after that, you know, I sort of like went on this wandering phase where I was this intersectional feminist and I shaved half my head and you have blue hair. I had blue hair. I did have blue hair. Yeah. So you were full blown. I was full blown. I like moved to Peru. I was like, I hate capitalism. Um, and then I just sort of had, I think like a lot of women did. I had a sort of awakening, a turnaround moment in 2016 which I think was a really big year for a lot of people. A lot of people woke up during that time. A lot of people. And I think that, you know, largely we have to thank Trump for that. That's one of the great things that he did was he really pulled back the veil. And I think the very first thing that made me kind of turn around and think was that I watched one of Trump's speeches unedited. And I was like, okay, we're being lied to. I was like, there's something going on here. And at the time I was working as an editor in women's digital media and this was, of course, all leftist media publications that were like super feminist. And and I was writing all this content about like fat acceptance and body positivity. And so I had a really big turnaround in 2016 and I left my job in media like 2017, 2018. And I sort of I stayed offline. I was kind of quiet for a year. I was like, let me just regroup here. And I was just consuming a lot of content, reading a lot and kind of bringing myself back to common sense, you know, which you talk about a lot. And in 2019, reprogramming, Reprogramming. yeah, Yeah, because I mean, I don't think people understand when you're in these liberal arts programs, it really is like an indoctrination camp. I mean, one of the first classes I took at Harvard was called race ethics in the U.S. prison system. And people were in class like crying over black people. Oh, these poor black people, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that I knew somebody who went by they them in 2011. So I was introduced to this stuff really early on. That's like the final boss. (laughs) (laughs) 
that person has grown into the final boss. <laughs> They're still here. <laughs> you have to beat them. Yeah. Okay. How many of them? No, it's just one. You got to beat them. So you know, it was nuts back then. This was over a decade ago. Um, and so when I left women's digital media, I was like, you know, I was feeling I just couldn't in good conscience keep writing this content when I knew I was seeing like editorial directors severely censor and edit women's content so that they would like withhold important information when it came to women's health. And so I left and kind of came back to the internet in 2019. Um, and I randomly reached out to Candace Owens and I was like, I'd like to be on your show. I know you don't know me, but you know, I was at the time I was a, a trainer in San Francisco. I was like, let's talk about body positivity. Cause I know you hate it just as much as I do. And she took a wild chance on me. She said, yes, I was on her show in 2019. I went to work for her in 2020, worked for her for a couple of years, really fun times, worked really hard with her. And then you guys did a lot of good stuff together. Yeah, we, you know, I was her first full-time hire and it was a really special time with Candace because she really is larger than life. Like, you know, people, what you see is what you get. And she really is like, she's kind of like you in the sense that when she walks in a room, like, you're just drawn to her. She's so magnetic and she's so charismatic. So those years were really fun. But then I had my daughter and I always thought that I was going to, you know, still work and travel with Candace and stuff. And I just kind of looked at her. I was like, I, I can't I can't do it. So, you know, I, I quit to stay home with my daughter. And, you know, I do some work from home now, but that's how I got to where I am now. That's, that's the abbreviated awesome. version. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think it's an incredible story. I think, you know, DJ is now it's time for your story about how you used to be yeah. uh, one of these <laughs> blue hair people. Yeah. We talk about how I made DJ shave his head. We don't yeah, talk right. about why. Yeah. Right. You'll learn <laughs> that next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did used to be on the left a little bit, didn't you? Uh, see, no, uh, the way I define it, like, dude, I, I felt like I've always had uh, more right leaning values. I just didn't know what to call them, right? Like, I mean, so, you know, growing up in a, in a super blue, deep blue environment, you know, we're just told that we're Democrats, right? Like, and you don't question it. Like, when right, you say cool. we, you mean black people? Yeah, black people. I mean, that, like, that's what you're told. Like, I even remember, like, in, in middle school, they would do these, like, mock elections, right? So, like, when the primaries and the general elections were coming up, they would run simulations in school, right? Like, they would set up a classroom with voter booths and all of that, and it's like, you know, if you had any questions, like, oh, just just put Democrat down. Choose any one of the ones with the D's. Like, I remember that vividly. And so, like, you know, you just didn't question it. But hmm. um, it wasn't until uh, 2016, 2015, actually, for me. But that's when I got a chance to meet uh, Eric Greitens. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I'm in, you know, the police academy. And this guy comes in. He's a stud. And he's awesome. You know, he's awesome. And, and Eric Greitens comes in. He was running for governor at the time. And... You know, that's the first time I actually like had any type of uh, opening to anybody outside of the Democrat Party, right? And this guy comes in and he's hot and he looks good and he's young and he's, he's fit. Wait, what? He's hot, I mean, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, but like a good looking dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. He comes in like everything that they, because the thing is like when you think, when I thought of a Republican back you then. You thought like a not hot one? I thought of like, <laughs> no, I, I thought of like, um, uh, like this guy. Like I thought of that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Back then. Yeah, he's and definitely so not hot. Eric Greitens comes in and he's talking about, you know, he's a Navy SEAL and, you know, all of this stuff. And I see this, you know, he's a Republican. Did you get like, excited? I did a little bit. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Come on, sound like it, dude. <laughs> but uh, no, man, he's like, he's talking all these things, all of these values, like I said, that I've always had. 
I'm like, but this, something's not making sense. Like you agree, like we agree on the same things, but why does yours, you, you should be a Democrat. And that's how I thought. And it was around that same time. And I just opened up I'm like, okay, well I have these values. The Democrats don't have these values. They don't align with what I believe. Why do I keep voting for, for them? Like, right, like it's a wasted vote. Like I should be voting with people I align with. And you know, 2016 made the same switch. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on, the, I'm on the right side now. Yeah. Man. All right. So uh, you know how the show works, right? Yeah. We just throw up headlines on the screen, then we just yeah. have a uh, discourse about it. Yeah. Well, I got some good. We got, listen, we got a lot of interesting shit. Do we? I haven't been paying attention, man. I've been busy. See, you always say that, but then you always know exactly what, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I find a way to sneak it in. Right. It's usually because people send me this stuff. Right, right. You know? Right. No, that's real, man. Well, let, let's get into it. Um, cool. I feel like a lot happened the last couple of days. A lot has been yeah. happening. A lot has been happening. We got some distractions. Dude, it, yeah, that's what it seems like. It yeah. seems like a lot of mm-hmm. distraction. So we're going to try to keep giving these people clarity. Yeah. And um, yeah, so guys, we do have this thing we call the fee. If this is your first time listening, uh, please share the show if you get value out of the show. If it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if it makes you, uh, you know, see things from a different perspective, if you think it's interesting, if you think it's information that needs to be heard. Don't just like the show. Don't just leave us a comment. Help us get the message out there. That's what's going to make a difference. So uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Let's get into it. Uh, it happened again. What? It happened again, man. You're all, you're in headline. Oh, am I? You're, make, you're making waves. You get famous? Uh, these all are right. different lists we're on. All right. Cool. We got to talk about it. So, you know, you're, you're, you're not a, a newcomer to being in, in scrutiny by the media. No, um, but here we are again. This is not even a month. I think the last time was about a month no, I ago. I think we're. I no. I think it's becoming more frequent. It is. Yeah, but it's cool because like it it helps build me up. Yeah. Well, what was the last month you were in headlines for? Last month, what was it? It was. Uh, it was seventy five hard. Yeah, it was definitely. It was still seventy five hard. But what was the take on it? It was just. Oh, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. It was dangerous. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. It, yeah. it, they. It's been being lumped into this. You know, anti exercise. Yeah. Alt right. Fitness is fascist. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I thought, uh, let, let's just talk about it for a little bit here. So we have this uh, New York New York Post comes out with this article. Um, and the headline reads, I tried the 75 hard challenge and was hospitalized for water poisoning. Mm. Water is racist. <laughs> like, uh, come on, man. Like, so let, let's dive into this. Let's dive well, into this. I don't even have to read very much more to know that. You can't get water poisoning from a gallon of water, especially when you're exercising twice a day. Okay. Next Did she time. even drink a whole gallon though? Didn't she didn't even drink a whole gallon and she said she got water poisoning? Wasn't even right? a whole gallon. Well, well let's di- let's dive into it because we got a couple of things here. So the the article reads: This is a New York Post article reading. Um, she went too hard. Michelle Farburn began the 75 hard challenge nearly two weeks ago. Uh, She followed the rigid guidelines, which includes following a strict diet with no alcohol or cheat meals, participating in two workouts per day, and consuming a gallon of water daily for 75 days. But it landed her in the hospital. Quote, I think I have water poisoning, Fairborn uh, said in a TikTok on Tuesday. Quote, I don't feel good at all. Uh, Quote, I don't want to fail 75 hard, she continued, uh, and then says, quote, I don't want to go back to day one. I can push myself through the workouts. I can. I'll just do the slow workouts. Um, So after a trip to the doctor, the realtor 
uh, was sent to the hospital due to a severe sodium deficiency after chugging a gallon of water every day for 12 days. While an extra few cups of water doesn't seem like much, Fairburn is convinced her symptoms occurred after gulping down the better half of a gallon too quickly, potentially causing the water poisoning. But here's the thing. But at the hospital, her blood work appeared normal, leaving clinicians scratching their heads. Quote, I don't know. I don't know what it was, she said. But they said not to drink that much water. So 75 Hard, the article continues, which has amassed uh, 1.8 billion views on TikTok, was created by entrepreneur and influencer Andy Frisella. Hey, that's you. Uh, to test, <laughs> I think it's funny they call you an influencer. I don't oh, know why that's funny what to they me. Call Bro, it. they called it. Uh, it was uh, YouTuber was it? and YouTuber, a supplement seller. A supplement seller. Uh, yes, so I've graduated. Yeah, this, this, to me, dude, this is a big, big step up. Okay, uh, it's not to test <laughs> mental toughness; it's to build mental toughness. Yeah. Let's clarify this right now. I've been saying for years it is not a fucking challenge. You TikTok motherfuckers have decided to call it a challenge because you don't even understand what the program's about. There's a whole book about it. You should go get it and read it. There's also a podcast about it that explains why it's not a challenge. Instead, it is a program. It's actually a year-long program, and 75 Hard is just part of the year-long program, which is called Live Hard. And this program has been used to change millions of people's lives for the better. You may proceed. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So the article continues. It says, uh, market it as, quote, Iron Man for your brain, not a fitness program. Uh, for Sella, they fucked your name up there. That's, it's interesting how they spell it right in one sentence and wrong in the next sentence. It's top-notch journalism right, right there. Yeah, super top. Uh, but for Sella swears uh, his That's free- Skella. Yeah, for That's a different guy. <laughs> That's the other guy. <laughs> That's a different guy. What's that guy? That wasn't name? me, bro. Those aren't my pants. That's not even my program. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Friskella swears his free regimen, quote, can change your life starting from the inside. Um, now, like, it's not just New York Post, right? You got Insider. Uh, they, they jumped in on this. A TikToker was hospitalized during the viral 75 hard challenge that calls for drinking a gallon of water a day. Okay, that's a factual headline, apparently. Yeah, that's decent. Um, uh, People's Magazine, mom hospitalized after drinking a gallon of water a day for 75 hard fitness challenge. Um, even healthnews.com chimed in 75 hard challenge sends TikToker to hospital. Hmm. Now, again, let's go to, let, let's, let's see what Michelle Fairburn actually is saying. Cause I think that that's important. Um, and she's been making a few, uh, Twitter posts, but let, I got a couple here. Let's just watch these real quick. Um, I think I have water poisoning and it is so real. I don't feel good at all. I knew I didn't feel good when I was going to bed last night. And then I woke up like several times in the night to pee. And then I woke up today and like my muscles are just so weak. I can't eat. I've been on the toilet like TMI, but I've been on the toilet all morning. I'm so nauseous. Like uh, I'm just not so good. But an important lesson to always listen to your body. I'm doing 75 hard, so I'm drinking like an excessive amount of water. And I think I'm on day 12 Let's stop today. right there. A gallon of water is not excessive for someone that's training two times a day. There's nothing, there's no, there's not a single bit of science that exists anywhere on the fucking planet that says a gallon of water is excessive. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's continue though. 
so weak. I can't eat. I've been on the toilet, like TMI, but I've been on the toilet all morning. I'm so nauseous, like uh, I'm just not so good, but an important lesson to always listen to your body. I'm doing 75 hard, so I'm drinking like an excessive amount of water. And I think I'm on day 12 today. So I'm drinking like a gallon of water every day, right? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. If anyone else is doing 75 hard, or you've done 75 hard, what do you do in this, in this situation? Because I listened to his podcast and he basically said like, obviously listen to your body, use common sense, right? Do I just not drink the gallon of water today? I mean, I already have water poisoning. This is all I'm eating today. I can't eat. Like, I can't stomach food. So I'm just eating bread with, like, vegan margarine because it's high in sodium. So I'm trying to, like, put sodium back in my body. I've pumped myself full of, like, every vitamin you can possibly imagine. Oh, I am ill. I am weak. Hold on. So is this before she went to the doctor? This is before she went to the doctor. Okay, so... So before she went to the doctor, she's pumping in tons of sodium to her out of her own mouth. She's saying, this. "Right, okay, let's keep going." I don't know what to do. I don't want to fail seventy-five hard. I don't want to go back to day one. I can f- push myself through the workouts. I can. I'll just do slow workouts, but like the water is terrifying me. I cannot drink another gallon of water today. When I'm saying this, I know people are gonna come for me and be like, "You're so stupid." But, like, I've challenged myself to do this, and, like, I don't want to fail myself. So, anyways, people that have done 75 hard or know 75 hard, what do you do in this scenario? Let me know in the comments. Okay, bye. So that was, pre, that was pre-doctor, pre-hospital. All right, now let's check in with the post-doctor, post-hospital. If I look rough, it's because I am. I just left the doctor, and now I have to go to the hospital. So if you're ever thinking about doing a challenge that requires a crap ton of water... Remember this video. I have severe sodium deficiency. Okay. So in the previous video, before she went to the doctor, she's pumping herself full of sodium. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to the doctor and the doctor says you have extreme sodium deficiency. With no test done. Yeah, I would like to see what test was done for that. Yeah, none. Well, how do we know that? Because the doctor said it. Well, we don't know that he didn't give her a test. No, she, she says it. Oh, she, does she? <laughs> oh, I, I haven't seen all this stuff. I'm just like watching this as I go. <clears throat> Which actually can be fatal. So now I'm going to the hospital and they're going to check everything. And then apparently they can raise my sodium gradually. Um, and I'm still going to do the 75 hard challenge. I'm not going to give up. But he says I have to drink less than a half a liter of water a day. I cannot believe this is actually happening. So... A liter of water, half of a liter of water, less than half of a liter of water is 15 ounces a day. So, so your doctor's recommending you go work out and drink 15 ounces of water per day. Try that for a fucking like a week and tell me how that fucking treats you. Yeah, no shit. Okay, you think you're in trouble now. <laughs> also, she can't be that. I mean, I don't know anyone who's about to go to the hospital and they're like filming TikToks. Well, let's just keep going. <laughs> like, I, like, let's keep going. We'll 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 break this is down. It, is it that bad? <laughs> I mean, she has the wherewithal to pull out the phone and film a TikTok. I cannot believe this is happening. Yeah, it's also not good when you're severely a hypochondriac and oh. you think you're dying every single day. And then you get told something like this. So anyways, um, we're heading to the hospital. 
and I'll fill you guys in when I get there. Okay. Bye. She's loving this. She's enjoying it. Well, so, so yeah, so she goes to the hospital. Okay. Well, I mean, isn't this the culture? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is where, honestly, this is where a lot of people, and I mean, you can't deny, mostly most of them are women, they find so much validation from getting on social media and complaining about this and that. I just feel so sick. And it's like, you you must live a life of so much luxury that this is what you're getting on to complain about. Like your whole life is ruined. You have to go to the hospital. I mean, it's just, well, it's nonsense. Let's, <laughs> there's a lot to this. Yeah, there's a lot because like, listen, I, face value on that that just seems like it's it right but the thing is though Gina, look dude i'm not gonna sit here and judge someone feeling sick or not sick look bro people get sick the program's hard it's not called 75 fucking soft it's not called 75 easy it's not for fucking weak people it's not a diet challenge it's not something that should be done by anybody who isn't fucking serious about getting significantly mentally more dialed in that's what the fucking point is okay and because tiktok has went and made it a challenge you have all these people out there who really honestly are so far away from even trying. They're the people who need the program the most, but they're so far away mentally from being able to understand and comprehend what the point of the program is that they see it as a challenge. And then, you know, we end up with this like watered down bullshit, right? Which is the same thing that happens to anything in society. You know, let's, let's round off the corners and make it palatable for me. But I don't like the way this is, you know, so I'm going to change this part of the program People don't understand that that exact mentality is the reason that they struggle in life anyway, because you don't get to change all the things you don't like about anything in life. You have to fucking deal with them and you have to push through them. And there's a, it's whatever, dude. Like I, the worst, best thing ever happened was that it became a fucking challenge when it was meant to be a program mm -hmm. because you had to deal with stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, but I think there's something a little bit more sinister here, though, because we do talk about it all the time, right? Like, you know, Real AF, Andy, your voice, we are speaking against some pretty high-level people. Yeah, every day. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's kind of funny that when you look at these articles, you look at, you know, Lindsay uh, Dodgson, right? You go to her profile, she's got pronouns in her bio. She doesn't look like the epitome of fucking health. Uh, surely not. You go to, you know, you go look at Vanessa Etienne, right? That she definitely doesn't you. agree with anything that we say on the show. No, you know, look you at her bios. She got pronouns in her bio, right? Or, you know, you go to S. Nicole Lane, you go pull her bio up. She lives on the south side of Chicago where she is the deputy chief editor for Health News. Her interests are sexual health, women's health, and the LGBTQ voice, hmm. you know? And then, like, I mean, even furthermore, just to wrap this whole thing. So what you're saying is... And what you're trying to point out is, is that all of these people publishing these articles wouldn't be fans of our show. No, no. Yeah, by the way, you're all welcome to come on and debate love anytime. It. Would love it. Yeah, me too. Would love it. But the thing is, you know, and even like the articles that they try to sort, because here's the thing, what most people don't, most people will look at the headline and then that's it. They don't really go in depth. They don't really. And that's why, like, what I hate about this stuff the most is how damaging the media can be trying to spin narratives and use it to uh, influence or manipulate people's opinions. Right. Because most people are not going to go past this headline. Right. But and even if you do and you go into the articles and they'll, oh, they cited, they got sources cited. Right. So the headline he's got up says 75 hard challenge sends TikToker to the hospital. Right. Like, and we're talking about people changing their fucking lives. Mm hmm. 
You know, and so if the establishment wouldn't want you to change their lives, it makes sense that they probably be putting out headlines like this. Well, dude, of course, this is this is what we talk about on the show every day. Okay, let's let's break down the facts here. Okay, let, personal bias, what I think, what, all that shit aside. Here's the facts: um, a gallon of water. There's no fucking science to say that it can cause that. All right. Secondly, she talks in her videos about thinking she has water poisoning, going to the doctor, the doctor not being able to tell what's going on, her going to the hospital, and then the hospital running tests and finding zero wrong with her. Yeah. Zero wrong with her. Those are the facts, okay? We can say whatever, she, whatever we want. In my, my personal opinion, people like this are the people that need the program, but you have to be ready to do the program. And it's not a challenge. It's not fun. It's very fucking hard. And if you do it right, it'll change your life. And certain people aren't ready and they shouldn't do it. And drinking half a gallon of water, trying to chug it is, you know, is that going to be uncomfortable? Yes, that's going to be uncomfortable. That's going to make your stomach hurt. That's going to make you feel sick. Okay. That's why you shouldn't do it. And you should actually exercise the discipline to have the water spread out across the day. Part of the program. Talk about it a lot, actually. Um, so anyway. All that stuff aside, the facts of the matter are what I just said. And the media, the real story here is not what she thinks or, or her. And, you know, dude, the program's hard. Between the days of 10 and 20, it's the hardest. You're sore as fuck. You're tired. I talk about this in the book. I talk about it on the podcast, too. It's extremely difficult in that phase of the program. So a lot of people, they, they, they get sore. They get tired. They fucking fall off. Something happens. This is a big weeding out of people being able to complete the program. Anybody who's completed the program will tell you that. I tell you that. So the real story here is not her. It's not, you know, we could say, people can say whatever they want. Oh, it's dramatic or it's this or it's that, all right? Whatever. She's a hypochondriac. She knows she's got issues with that. She admits it. I give her credit for admitting it, okay? That's, that's cool. But here's the thing. The media is now taking this story and making it into something that it isn't. And the reason they're doing that is not just to attack me personally. I know, you know, we do have a strong voice. We get a lot of, a lot of views. It I think we're changing a lot of people's opinions. Um, and we're targets. We get targeted in a bunch of different ways too. And that's fine as well. But the main reason that they're trying to attack this is the same reason that we talk about on this show every single day, which is they are working to create a compliant, dependent society that requires all of their goods and services that they are heavily invested in and a strong, healthy, mentally competent, fit, independently, uh, financially wealthy type person does not consume their product spectrum, okay? They want people unhealthy and fat because they know that those fat, unhealthy people will consume their food products. They know that those food products, which are they're heavily invested in, will actually make those people sick, which makes them require their medications, okay? They, they, they propagate this crazy shit in the world as hard as they can because they know that it will create mental illness. Mental illness requires dependency for most people on medication. That's the first place they turn, you know? So we have to really understand the purpose and this is the bigger story. It's not about me. It's not about 75 hard. It's not about this woman. 
And I'm sure she probably, I don't, you know, I don't know if she likes this kind of attention or not, because I know that a lot of people who've completed 75 hard, they fucking get pissed off about this shit because it's changed their lives. So I'm sure she's getting negative attention as well, which, you know, that's, that's not what this is supposed to be about. But the media and the way, like, do you not think, like, I, and you worked in media, you might have some input here. Do you think all these authors are in like a chat group? Because it's interesting that like they all come out with the same shit on the same day at the same time. With the same pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and they're all saying these same things. You know, 75 hard is dangerous. Uh, drinking a gallon of water a day will send you to the hospital. And if you, did you, there's a, there was, I, I was looking at one of the articles and one of the small print on the article actually said, um, so like when you share the article on the internet and I'm reading it, it says it has a picture of this woman and it says, I tried the 75 hard challenge and was hospitalized for water poisoning. The fatal condition was a result of drinking too much water amid an exercise streak meant to last 10 consecutive weeks. Well, there's no proof of that. There's no proof of that, that that even happened, okay? Because she went to the doctor because she didn't feel good. Her doctor told her to go to the hospital. The hospital said, we can't find nothing wrong. And the next day, she's saying, I feel fine. I'm normal. So she wasn't hospitalized. She went to the hospital. That's a different thing. Hospitalized is like you're in the hospital. You're admitted treatment. to the hospital. Yes. So they're now taking this shit. And they're twisting it into this damaging headline, which, you know, I think probably is intended to damage us. It doesn't damage me because we do the shit for free. I don't give a fuck. Um, but the main thing that it attacks is the common sense understanding that we should be healthy, fit, mentally capable individuals. And so we have a propaganda machine that's being run by people who understand what I just said about creating a dependent citizenship who are looking to villainize health and fitness and independence in any way because it goes against the system and the matrix that they've created. So that's what I see. That's, that's the facts of what I see in this scenario. Yeah, it's, a, it's an intentional agenda. And I yeah. can tell you from personal experience too, it comes down from the editorial directors. Like they will they'll essentially tell a lot of these editors and writers what to write. Like there was a, I had an experience where a, a writer that I worked with, she was writing about PCOS and she put in the article that obesity can severely worsen PCOS symptoms. And they went behind her back and they took it out and they published it. So they, they intentionally want to withhold important information when it comes to health. Did you see, this is probably a couple months ago, CBS, they shared a headline that said, so research shows that you don't need 10,000 steps a day. All you need is between five to 8,000 steps a day. So, and they shared this study. And if you actually read the study, it says if you increase your step range from five to 8,000 steps a day to 10,000, you, you have a much better chance for, to, to live a longer life. Like, and the study directly went against what the headline said, but every other news outlet picked up on it. And it's like, these are the kinds of stories that they want to share. Those are the headlines they want people to read because there's a very intentional agenda to keep people obese, compliant, because you also can't deny that obesity, it lowers your cognitive function. 
And so it makes you much more susceptible to brainwashing. It makes you much easier to control. You're going to go lo- go along with and, anything they and tell you're you. you're a mega consumer of all the things that they're invested in. Especially when it comes to the drugs. Right. I mean, and now this whole craze with Ozempic, it's like, this is the wonder weight loss drug. I'm like, is it though? I mean, okay, somebody might lose 20 pounds, but they came off of it and they lost all their muscle from it. They didn't really lose that much body fat. And then they just gain the weight back, but it keeps them in the system of big pharma and then conventional medical system, which are in bed with each other. So it's like, I mean, you you see things like this and you have to see it from the perspective of this is a big puzzle piece of this larger puzzle that includes the body positivity and fat acceptance movement, the conventional medical system, big pharma. They want you to be very sick and not in control of your body and your life. Yep. This is why I tell you guys, personal excellence is ultimate rebellion. It pisses them off. It pisses them off that you become fit. It makes them angry that you become educated. It makes them angry when you become wealthy. This is why all of these things are villainized. This is why they make you feel like it, you know, they put 400 pound people on the, on the cover of health magazines and say, this is healthy when every single fucking human being out there knows that it's unhealthy. Everybody knows. This is not about feelings, by the way. Okay. You could be happy at 400 pounds. Maybe I guess I was 350. I was almost there. And I can tell you this. I wasn't happy at all. And when I said I was happy, I was fucking lying. That's just me. Now, maybe some people are happy. I don't know. But I know this. It ain't fucking healthy. And you're going to live a shorter life. And that's fucking science. And speaking of science, um, I have an article here that's published on PubMed from October of 2003 that talks about fatal water intoxication. And fatal water intoxication, which is what they mention in their subheadline, okay? The lowest amount for water intoxication that can be found in the scientific community is an elderly woman who estimated to drink two gallons of water. Very small woman who was not exercising at all. That's two gallons. Okay, that's the, that is the lowest standard. I asked Lane Norton, who's a PhD and deals with all of this kind of shit all day long. He's probably one of the world's leading experts on this. And then I asked Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who is, his probably female counterpart, okay? She's probably the, the, the most knowledgeable female doctor about any of this shit that we're talking about. I asked them both because I'm friends with them both. Say, how much water does it take to cause water intoxication? And the answer between both of them was four to five gallons, okay? And his exact quote, which he even said, he said, quote me on this. He said, feel free to quote me on this. I find it extremely unlikely consuming a gallon of water could cause water poisoning to the same amount that I find it extremely unlikely, but not impossible, that Saturn has a teacup on its rings. <laughs> okay, so there's my citations. Lane. I love Lane. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> he tells the truth. Yeah. Okay, unlike these fucking people. And I'm not talking about the woman. I believe the woman probably drank too much water. She made herself sick. That's that. The program isn't really built for people like that. And that's that. If I were her, I'd leave it the fuck alone. That's it. But the reality is these people weaponize these headlines to make you believe that drinking water will kill you, that being healthy is dangerous. And you have to start asking yourself why that is. Why is that? Why are they putting 400 pound people on the cover of health magazines? Why are they saying that that things that we've been taught by science our whole entire lives that are unhealthy are healthy? Why are they doing this? The answer is this. They want you to be a fat, uneducated, broke, supplicate, compliant, little peasant citizen so that you will consume all of their food, all of their medication, all of their data, 
all of their streaming and you will make them tons of money and you will be a nice little peasant and follow all the rules and be easy to control. And that's it. And this is just that. This is examples of this over and over and over again. And any of these people that wrote these articles, you're all welcome to come on the show. You can come on together. You all come and sit in a room together and think you can fucking handle me. You don't want that fucking smoke. I can promise you that. But you're welcome to come on. Open invite. Yeah. <laughs> we'll set it up. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, that was a little intro. Keep, keep talking about me, dude. It just makes me fucking. It, dude, what they don't understand is that people understand this is bullshit. And so what happens is you guys do this and it just builds me to fuck up. So I love it. Keep yeah. coming, dude. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. And, and I want to say this, too. I never like to see someone not feel good or feel sick. But listen, this is a hard fucking program. You're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. It's going to be brutal. Your feet are going to hurt real fucking bad. It's going to be hard to drink a gallon of water when you haven't been used to drinking it. But when you're training twice a day, it's actually a necessity. Okay? If you go drink 15 ounces of water like your doctor told you to drink, if that's really what he told you, and you try to train two, you're going to end up in the hospital for dehydration. Okay? So let's fucking have some common sense here. This is bullshit. People know it's bullshit. And the media, I'm not saying that what she said, I'm sure she felt bad, okay? But what I am saying is what they're making it into is total bullshit. And like, dude, you know, I hope they keep doing it because it just builds the program. Every time they run stories like this, the fucking amount of people that start doing it is go, goes way the fuck up. So more people change their lives. But like, it's aggravating because it's like, bro, are we, we, we have to be smarter as citizens. We have to understand that we're being manipulated. We have to understand that we're being groomed for a cause. And this is just an example. This is like a perfect example. Now take this example and then think of it in every other media article that you read about fucking anything. Like think of, because you guys, a lot of you guys know the 75 hard program. All right, you know live hard because you fucking live it. There's, there's literally hundreds of thousands of people listening to this episode right now that fucking understand what I'm talking about. Now think of the misinformation that's being twisted in this scenario and now apply that to every single news article that you read. And then think about what you're reading. Yep. Just think about it. It's a good example of that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, at this point, any health advice these outlets put out, just do the opposite of it. Yeah. Let's just do the complete yeah. opposite. All right, well guys, let's get on this cruise. Remember, if No you shit. Literally, yeah. the opposite. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyfacella.com. You can find them there. Um, or if you're on YouTube, you can drop down in the description below and find those articles linked there as well. So with that being said, our first headline of the show, headline number one, headline number one reads, watch Mitch McConnell freezes at podium, escorted away by colleagues. This was brutal. Bro. This, was, Bro. this was brutal to see. It was brutal. It was fucking water intoxication. <laughs> <laughs> Chugged a he gallon must, yeah. before he went up there. Makes it, he he was, must be on 75 hard. He's on hard. 75 hard. That's yeah. the problem. Fuck. How did I miss that? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is a Breitbart article um, reading, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell out of Kentucky inexplicably froze up during a Senate GOP leadership press conference Wednesday afternoon, prompting his colleagues to pull him aside from a podium at the Capitol without finishing his remarks. Here is the video. Bipartisan cooperation and a string of uh, uh, 
Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure it's go back to your office. Do you want to say anything else to the press? Okay, now, 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 real quick, all right? I got to get this in here. The, I know that face. I've seen, I know that face. I don't even have kids, man. I've seen that face a thousand times. You've seen that face. You know what face that is? That's the face a kid makes when they're shitting their pants. That's the same fucking face. All right, but like, listen, for Bro, real. That's why I couldn't watch it. <laughs> and it made it even worse because the dude comes up he's like are you finished I'm like okay all jokes aside bro uh, all right mcconnell who is at 81 years of age is the longest serving party leader in the history of the united states senate all right um and here's the thing so so they take him away they escort him back i don't know if they gave him a, like a little boost of adrenochrome or what um but he comes back out <laughs> all right he came uh, back out Came back out and then talked shit on Biden. <laughs> like, so uh, this is Daily Wire headline read. McConnell freezes up during press conference, trolls Biden after returning. Here's you shit your pants more than me. <laughs> Mine was just a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> you did it in front of the Pope. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the fucking war of the nursing homes over in this bro, motherfucker. Bro, Jesus I Christ. used to, I had to do social service in a fucking nursing home. So when I went to school, in high school, you had to do social service projects. It was like community service? Yes. Okay. But you had to do, it was for school, not because I was like a fucking degenerate. Gotcha. Now, I was a degenerate, but I didn't get caught being one. So I was, I just want to clarify. All right, Hunter Biden. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, but dude, the old people in a nursing home fucking go at it, oh, dude. Man. They don't give any fucks. They all hate each other. They all talk shit. Like it, it was actually fun because like you got to know all the feuds. Like, <laughs> oh, Jenny, don't fuck with oh, Bob bro. over there. I had yeah. this dude. His name was John, and he used to be a magician in th in the, like the 30s. And he fucking, I go in his room and he showed me all these magic tricks. He'd be like, "Yeah, I don't show anybody here because I fucking hate him." <laughs> <laughs> And then, bro, and then he begged me to bring him a 12-pack of fucking beer. Oh, but remember, man. I'm like fucking 15, 16 years old. What the fuck are you going to buy it? Well, I stole it, and I gave it to him. <laughs> that's real shit. I stole it out of a dude's garage. And then you had to do community that's service. Right. That's right. Well, I figured if I was doing community service, I might as well help this dude get some fucking beers. Hey. I'm a team player. But hey, I'm going to help you make one of these beers disappear. Yeah. <laughs> so now you know. That's why I was, I should have been doing community service anyway. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, so this motherfucker, so they take him away, they bring him back, and he starts trying to troll Biden. Let's, I got another clip. Here's a clip for you guys. Goes for about 30 seconds during a news conference. Here's what he just told reporters. The president called to check on me. <laughs> I told him I got a sandbag. Oh, nice. <laughs> How are you feeling now, sir? Uh, How are you feeling now? I'm fine. Have you seen a doctor? Are you going to Any see Any idea him? what happened? Huh? Any idea what happened? I'm fine. That's the Dehydrated? <laughs> Gotta watch those sandbags. <laughs> thank you, Senator. Senator DJ, did you talk to a doctor today? Folks, we're good. Thank you. Bro, these motherfuckers are so old, we don't even know that we don't even get their jokes. Do you know what his nickname is? Uh -uh. Cocaine Mitch. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually don't know why, but every every conservative podcast, I mean, I don't even know if it's just conservatives, they call him Cocaine Mitch. I don't know why either. I don't know why. Yeah. I always wonder why, but mm. I think it's just a funny. Look at his face. That's Cocaine Mitch. Bro looks like the turtle off of Finding Nemo. That's what the fuck <laughs> yeah. it looks like. Hey, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does he not? Squirt. <laughs> totally. That's actually my favorite movie. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite character in the movie. 
I hate Mitch McConnell for fucking that up. 50, dude, and still young. That's right. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Favorite movie. All right, but for real, what, like, what do we got? What do we got on this? Well, people, some people were saying that, well, I, I, I read two things. Number one, they say it looked like a, a TIA, transient ischemic attack, which is a mini stroke. Yeah. Yeah. But then there were a lot of people that said that they have family members with epilepsy and they recognize that and they say it looks like a mini seizure. So. Well, there's a third option still. I mean, there's a fourth option too. I mean, it could just shed its pants. Well, there's more options too. Like we could be living in the actual matrix and we're witnessing a glitch, which the more that this shit starts to happen, the more I'm starting to think like, holy shit, we're in a fucking actual simulation. Like they legitimately just went on in the uh, Senate yesterday or, or Congress and had a hearing that admitted under oath that they have alien bodies. In oh, you got it. Oh, I got okay. that, baby. I got you. But, but nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> nobody cares. Like everybody's like, oh, cool, yeah. whatever. Dude. We fucking knew. Oh, give a yeah. shit. Right. Like people are so overly um, stimulated, stimulated yeah. that they don't care. We're desensitized. Yes. Yeah. They're like, fuck yeah. it. I don't fucking care. Yeah. We found non-human remains, yeah. and everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Can we see him? But then there's another option. Uh, there, there's, a, there's this other option called like we shouldn't have senile fucks running our fucking government. We make people retire at 65 and we let people run the country, the most important positions in, to every single person that inhabits this country. We let them be 80, 90 years old. What the fuck are we doing? And by the way, do you really believe that this guy actually got voted in? You're fucking insane. There's, dude, you could run against him. Dude, any one of us could run against him and beat him if we were standing next to him. The guy cannot function. He cannot speak. These people are so bought in and so connected and so fucking like in the swamp, like the shit that Trump talks about. The, the corruption's been going on for 40, 50, 60 years. And, and we let these people, the, what we're doing is we're letting these people, the Mitch McConnells, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Joe Bidens, and you know what? In all fairness, the Donald Trumps, we're letting all the old people call. And by the way, out of all those people, Donald Trump is the only one that you could say, uh, well, he actually has business acumen and skill set, which is what's required to run and be the president of the United States. So I'll just leave that there. But to, to, be, to make a fair argument, we shouldn't be having our oldest, weakest citizens running our fucking country. They should not be the face of the country. They shouldn't be making decisions about the country because every decision this motherfucker makes, not a single one of them is about the betterment of the country for any of us. It's about obliging to deals that have been made over the last 60 fucking years and none of those deals benefit anything for us. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with We're dealing with a government and a government system that is so corrupt and so deeply corrupt that these people are able to stay in power for how long has he been in there? 50 years? I mean, 40 years, 40 years, bro. That's as long as I've been alive. You know what I'm saying? Like we need the young, healthy, competent, educated intelligent, best of the best running the country, not our senior citizens that belong with my homie John drinking a 12-pack of beer at the fucking old folks' home. 81 is old. Bro. I don't think some people realize how old 81 is. Well, think about your grandparents or your grandma or people that you knew were that old. Like, you had to help them around. Like, yeah. it's, 
it's it's dude, it's older than old. It's ancient. It's crepit. Yeah, 38, 38, years. 38 years. 40 years. This motherfucker's been doing this since almost before I was fucking born. That's insane, dude. That's crazy. Like, it's time for us to realize that our young leadership needs to step in to the power. And this, and I can appreciate someone who's 60s, okay, and still with it. Because to get smart enough to know what to do, you have to have that life experience. So I'm not saying 35-year-old guys. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying not 80-year-old people either. We have to, dude, do you guys really think that people keep voting for this guy? You know what I think? This is my opinion. I think the elections are corrupt on both sides. And the Uniparty uses this tool to fix the elections for the people on the left and the people on the right who will go along with the deals that have been made. And the deals that have been made are not in our interest. Yeah, I don't trust any voting systems at this point. No. There's no way. Like no. Next year, I don't even want to know what's going to happen. Bro, like, it's we're a not, total joke. People think, people think, oh, there's no way that the Democrats are going to win the election. No. They're going to win. Of course, yeah. They're going to win because the elections are fucking fraud. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the same time, the Democrats run the campaign like, I voted, all the celebrities, yeah. I voted. They, they like to make people think like they're making a huge difference with their mm -hmm. vote. I'm like, you're not doing anything. No, I will say it Decisions is. Decisions made. It's important for everybody to still vote because if you don't vote, then there's no evidence of them cheating. So it's important that everybody vote for the best person that they believe. So that way, the evidence will be there that they cheated. If you don't vote, which is, I think their goal is to demoralize people and not voting, then they actually win legitimately and there's no complaint or gripe, right? But this is, this is indicative of communist uh, <clears throat> insurgencies that have happened in other countries. You know, uh, we see El Salvador getting fixed right now and everybody's crying about how the president of El Salvador is this ruthless anti-democracy dictator. I don't know. He took the crime rate from basically like a whole lot to a whole little, all right? Uh, the people who are actually living in that country are a lot happier. Um, and it's interesting because El Salvador at one point in time was a country who went through the process that we're going through now, where over the course of time, their elections became, uh, people lost faith in the elections. The socialists and the communists maintained power. They destroyed the fucking country. And somehow this dude got himself in. I don't know how he did it. But, you know, then I also think, like, they are scared of the vote. So, like, I think the thing is, is that they can only fudge a certain percentage because they're very terrified of Donald Trump being the candidate because, and, and you know, they keep saying, well, Trump can't win. Trump can't win. Well, if he can't win, why the fuck are you trying so hard to get him not to run? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I think they're also trying to lower the voting age, too. They've been talking about that yeah. because they know if they lower it to 16, they're going to get more, yeah. more votes for the And left. then also, they're, they're trying they're to allow these migrants to vote. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's why they like the borders open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Crazy shit, What do man. you think? Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I don't know if this was a stroke. I don't, I don't know if this was. I, I'm not sure Bro, what the dude shouldn't even be there. It's but irrelevant. That's the thing. And it's like this would, this would never happen if he was not there. And at the end of the day, whatever the reason was, it does not make our country look fucking strong. Oh, dude. And all these fucking Secret Service people and all these other senators that are elected and all these people who claim to be for the people, like, if you're not calling this shit out, like, you're part of the fucking problem. You're a traitor to the fucking America, dude. Real talk. I mean, look at him. A lot of these people deserve to be fucking Caesar, dude. You know, we have our most... This is a whole nother topic. We have our most patriotic Americans are 
our spec ops people who bleed red, white, and blue, protecting some of the fucking tyrants causing some of this bullshit all over the world. And you guys don't think that like maybe uh, it's a good idea to like do something. <laughs> I'm just saying like you guys, what, you guys just going to stand by and, uh, for the country that you serve and the country that you bled for and the country that you believe in apparently and just say, no, this, this guy's paying me. Like, what the fuck? Go back and study history, dude. You know who caused the fucking turnovers in power? It was the fucking guards because they did what they knew was right. And, nice. and, and write a, go write an article about that, New York Post. That's some <laughs> real fucking news, motherfuckers. Guys, jump in on YouTube. Let us know what I you think guys think. I think it's funny these fucking idiots think they're going to shut me up. Oh, no, oh you're going to shut me up with some fucking articles about 75 hard? Get the fuck out of here, bro. I ain't shutting up. You're going to have to kill me. You might as well get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> guys, let us know what you think in the comments. Drop down in the comments. Hashtag sink or shit. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, but that being said, let's move on to headline number two. Headline number two reads, we got fucking UFOs, bro. You got, you got, you got, you got some UFOs. Well, you know, listen, before you even get into it, <laughs> you know some real shit's going down when they bring out the UFO shit. Bro. Yeah. No, you, what's, the, what's the other uh, marker? Sharks. Sharks. That's yeah. When shark attacks are on the rise, big shit happens. It's even worse than regular shark attacks, bro. It's cocaine shark attacks. Cocaine sharks, I know. bro. Cocaine what? sharks. Have you seen that, Gina? No. What? Cocaine yeah. sharks. They're cocaine now saying shark? that that because of the amount of cocaine Dude, that Hunter this has Biden to be a fucking simulation, bro, is releasing the amount of cocaine that is being released in the ocean. The sharks are now getting high, and they're getting aggressive. And it's it's increasing their their. They're not uh, saying that. They're saying that. They're saying that. Yeah. You know what the you know what the high you know what the biggest story was before nine eleven, not the three trillion dollars that Rumsfeld announced that it was missing the day before nine eleven. It was shark attacks. Shark attacks, before every oh. major event. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. They're, they're, listen, that that's a uh, ten full time. But. Listen, there's some big. I'm gonna go on record right now. There's some massive, world changing bad things that are going to happen between now and that election. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. People are going to have right to now get, they're just temperature probing. People are going to have to get real smart, dude. Real smart to not fall for it. It's real shit, man. But yeah, so let, let, let's get into this headline. So uh, headline reads, former Air Force intelligence officer testifies, quote unquote, non-human pilots recovered from crashed craft. Uh, so a witness, this is a Breitbart article, guys, reading, a witness testifies to Congress, quote unquote, non-human Material was collected from crashed craft in a stunning moment during a House Oversight Committee hearing Wednesday on Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon, or UAP. Uh, when asked by Representative Nancy Mace out of South Carolina if the pilots of a crashed craft were recovered, the witness, David Grush, a former Air Force intelligence officer who studied UAPs, responded, quote, as I've stated publicly, biologics came with some of these recoveries. When Representative Mace asked if those biologics were, quote unquote, human or non-human, Grush responded, non-human. Here's the video of the exchange for our viewers on YouTube. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Um, 
were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. I get so tired of the way they answer questions. Like, bro, we pay all we pay more than half our money to fucking taxes, bro. Get up there and tell us what the fuck is going on. Yeah. The way he said non-human, he's like, non-human. Like it was totally normal. I just think that his, like his face was like, well, you know. Yeah. Mm, non-human. Yeah. Like, dude, like when when are we gonna when are we gonna get told the truth about what's happening in our own country and our own world? Yeah. You know, like this, this, this whole red tape of confidentiality, top secret, <laughs> classified bullshit. It's, it's fucking bullshit. Let us have it. It's, it's them deciding what we as Americans can and cannot know. How about you just tell us the truth and then people will do or say or think whatever the fuck they want. That's what a free society does. Like we're, we're being, we're like the, the, the allegory in the cave. Right. Like we're in the cave and they're showing us the show that we think is reality when in reality, the real show is outside of the cave. And this has been going on for decades. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. So 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 just background on Grush uh, article continue reading reading. It says Grush served as an intelligence officer for 14 years, both in the U.S. Air Force at the rank of major and as a civilian at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency from 2021 to 2023 at the equivalent rank of colonel. Uh, he also was his agency's co-lead in UAP and transmedium object analysis, as well as reporting to the UAP task force and eventually the all domain anomaly Re uh, resolution office. He testified that he became a whistleblower after quote, concerning reports that the United States government was operating with secrecy above congressional oversight with regards to UAPs. Um, as that came out, a video comes out of San Diego of a UFO being spotted. Uh, here's the video. Stop, see? Oh, dude, what is that? It's gone? No. Oh, it's in the cloud. I'm not going to lie, that would freak me out That's a little crazy. bit. crazy. Flares, maybe? Maybe. No, they're... Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, what? This is from a different angle. Oh, this is the same one, different same people? One, different angle. Yeah, different people. 
I'm not gonna lie, man. That freaked me out a little bit. Is that recent? Yeah. That's so freaky. Yeah. Um. Now, we've talked many times on the show that again, like, there's going to be distractions because this is a war on information, right? This is a war on attention. This is a war on propaganda, and so there's going to be distractions. But I thought one thing that was interesting that also is coming out now um, is this headline. This headline reads. America's biggest electrical grid operator, PJM, with 65 million customers, warns that network could suffer capacity problems during this week's heat wave. So with everything going on, we still got a third and final topic to cover, but you know, we'll see that in a minute. But you got these UAPs being talked about, UFOs, non-human organics, and now they're talking about threats to our power grid this week. Yeah, so what do you think? Well, I mean, one thing that I've, I feel like they're trying to distract us from is Hunter Biden's plea deal or something like that. Like, I mean, the thing about UFOs is that I, I was going back and forth. I was like, at first, I thought it was just a total hoax. But I just don't know why they would go. Because the thing about the American population is that we can be distracted by anything. Like, look at the plane lady. That motherfucker is not real. Like, the entire yeah, internet yeah. was distracted by her for weeks. So if they really want... real? <laughs> I, I, I never understood. I just saw the memes. I never saw what she that actually was, did. the full video. Did you hear about that? Kinda, the full video is kind of creepy. What did she it's do? It's kind of creepy. So yeah. she demanded... She got off the plane. I think they had boarded. They were about to take off. They were about to taxi down yeah. the runway. And... The first video everyone saw is she was walking to the front and she turned around and she looked visibly distressed. Yes. Like it didn't look like she was faking it. And she says, I'm telling you right now that that motherfucker, that motherfucker is not real. And you can stay on this plane and go down with this plane if you want to. But I'm fucking getting off now. And she went off as like this huge meme. Yeah, and Because she called him like a reptile. Or I just something. saw the memes. Yeah. And yeah. so there was like a lot of stuff where. People were saying that she was accusing him of being like a lizard man, that whole conspiracy theory. But then there was an investigative journalist who who got her hands on the incident report from the police, because I think that was in Dallas or Miami, something like that. But they got the incident report and um, like apparently she was in some sort of argument with the person next to her about her AirPods going missing. And then she, according to the police and the um stewardesses what's the the flight attendants that she was she looked visibly upset like something really scared her and then she says this this aircraft is not safe it's not safe and she left and they actually got i think they took everyone off the flight and did like a whole rescreening of the of the aircraft so but all that to say is that the american population can get distracted by just about anything mm -hmm. like all they have to do is elevate like one social media video that went kind of viral and we're glued to it for weeks so my whole thing is like why would they go through this much trouble for something that's totally fake? But then my next question is the timing of it. Like, why now? And I didn't know about know that about the, the power grid, but I have heard a lot actually recently in the last few months that our power grid is extremely fragile. Like, it, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much well, that's to what like telling us. Actually, but this is something that not not that I'm hearing from like mainstream sources, like some people that they're like, look, you have to understand that the power grid is super, super fragile. Like somebody if if one person knew what to do, they could shut down the power in like three states like that. And so I don't know the the timing of this hearing is is definitely questionable. It makes me 
skeptical about what else they're trying to distract us from. But I do think that the whole UFO thing, I'm starting to believe that it is real. There's something definitely real going on. That's what that's pretty much how I'm feeling about it. It makes me feel better that I feel the way I'm feeling hearing you say that because I, I feel like you're one of my favorite critical thinkers. Um, I, I believe that you would be very ignorant to think that life on other planets wouldn't exist. OK, and when we understand the vastness of the universe, assuming we're not in a simulation, <laughs> um, just by math it would make sense that these other civilizations would exist. There's plenty of evidence that seem to indicate that they exist. Uh, and it seems that there's been a lot of lying about the fact that these things exist. However, what a convenient time for this to mm -hmm. all come to the forefront. And while I do believe that all of these things are real, I actually do believe this. I also believe that there's a possibility that they could be sensationalizing this, uh, not just with the testimonies, but also with the actual footage to, to get people out in the world seeing it and talking about it. You know, they have the power to hologram and project images into the sky that everybody can see that backs up what they're saying in the media and what they're doing on Capitol Hill. And so, I don't know that's what's going on, but it feels like there's a, there's a coordinated effort to unveil this particular bit of information right now for a specific reason. And it isn't because all of a sudden alien life form is a threat or UFOs are a threat or a new thing. It's because it's convenient because they don't want us looking over here. And so, you know, I think it's important to truly think about what the potential options could be, whether they sound crazy or not. You know, um, to me, this, it, like, off my gut and how it feels, it feels like they're manufacturing this right now because of what's going on. You know, they've tried to uh, get the climate going, and most people are starting to see that the climate shit is bullshit, okay? The agenda want, the agenda films, agenda and agenda two on Amazon have woken a lot of people up. If you haven't watched those, I'd watch those. Um, people understand that, that the environmental issues are a cover for a lot of the control, the totalitarianism and communism. I'm, I couldn't help you. I, I know. <laughs> you got a couple good ones on that last one, though. I was surprised. I felt good about it. You're getting better. All right. But my point is, people are starting to see and not react, right? Like, they've, how many more times did they try to recreate a George Floyd situation over the last three years? Yeah, the race a bunch out. of different times, right? They've tried to stir the race and, and beat the race drum, and the race drum just isn't beaten the same way as it used to. And so then the environment stuff, oh, we're, we're in a fucking heat wave, motherfucker, this is summer. It, we're, 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 in the, we're, we're at the fucking hell's doorstep of summer. It's called July, baby. Like this, is called fucking, <laughs> this is called every year since we've been born. So you can't fool people that right. because you can go back and look at the historical data of the actual temperatures versus the temperatures that are now. It wasn't this hot with our so, ancestors. Motherfuckers, you don't even know. <laughs> yes. Like, how do you know? Bro, did you see that tweet that fucking- uh, Hillary Clinton? Oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah, I did see that. I saw that one. Yeah, it's hot out here. You blame a Republican. Did you see that? Matter oh. Republicans. She, she literally tweeted. She said, is it hot out there? 
turn around and blame a Republican. Oh, yeah. No, blame a MAGA Republican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- thank a MAGA Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, yeah. so Summer's here. You could thank us. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, and then you have a. Um, and by the way, I'm not even a MAGA Republican, but I'll I'll join them over you, bitch. That's yeah. for fucking sure. Uh, but then you know, so all of these things that are intended to stir everybody up are not working. And, and it's because of what we talked about earlier, right? People are uh, desensitized by the overstimulation, the over outrage culture. Uh, like, dude, you can only stay emotionally like stirred up for so long until you're just like, I don't fucking care. You know, this is like people who, and that is part of the demoralization process. Okay. This is like what happens to POW prisoners, right? They, they, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. And eventually one day they wake up and they're like, I'm done fighting. And then they end up loving the people that, have, that, that they deal with on a daily basis because that's all the fuck they got, okay? So that's us as a, that's us as a people right now. And we're so over the stuff. You and I were talking about it before the show started, how we're just over the, the outrage culture from both sides. Yeah. Um, that, you know, they drop this alien shit and people are like, yeah, well, fucking invite them to the party, bro. We don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, these people are running out of tools. And so I wouldn't put it against them to start manufacturing real crisis mm-hmm. that really damages things. Because, dude, that's the, that's, the, that's the dangerous part of it. Listen, dude, if you think, like, if you, and I'm going to be the one to say this, and if you think I'm wrong, you'll see. If you think that these people are going to give up their fucking power at this point in time after the crimes they just committed against humanity, after what they just did during COVID, where they closed schools, they injected people with a, a, a product that is legitimately fucking hurting people and killing people. When they, uh, they transferred all this wealth, they talk openly about a depopulation agenda. Blah, blah, blah. We could go down the line. We've done it for years and years here. If you think they're going to give up power at this point in time when the pendulum is swinging back and they could be potentially held accountable, you're, you're fucking insane. They're not going to give it up. It's not going to be voted out. There's going, it's going to have to come from a total cultural rejection of everything that they do. And like you guys like to jump on and say it's violence. Not yet it isn't. It's a, it's a cultural rejection. It's, it's non-compliance. It's saying, no, we're not fucking jumping when you say jump. Fuck you. That's what it is. As a whole people, that's it. Because if no one obeys, there is no power. They have no power. And so we must remove their power by being non-compliant to the things that they want us to react to. And, and that's only going to get harder to do because the things they're going to start doing, I believe, are going to be incredibly damaging. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, 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 I'm to the point today, and I might feel differently tomorrow, where I have very little hope that people are smart enough to understand what I'm talking about and actually do it in real life, which means a lot of people are probably going to end up getting killed. So I think the chances of violence are going up at a very high rate. Uh, you know, I, 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 like if I think of it like a curve, right? Like I think over this course of time, the, the potential of violence curve is like slightly increasing. And I think now it's like up because people are getting to the point where they're not willing to tolerate this shit. And, and, and dude, here's something to think about. Okay, for all of you guys that, and I see you, and I hear you, you guys that criticize me for not being hard enough. What if their plan is to create some sort of revolution 
Okay. Cause like if you have to think like they would think, all right. Now they're in position of power right now. They control the military assets. They control, they control the police force. They have the power right now. Now, if I had the power right now and I understood that my house was crumbling, I would be looking for ways to maintain the power by any means possible. And if you think like them, wouldn't it be the quickest, easiest way for them to stay in power is to create some sort of revolutionary action with the quote unquote MAGA Republicans versus the LGBTQ, the, the, the black Americans, the, the, the migrants, all the protected class against the MAGA Republicans. And they create this revolution. Now, we've already seen them starting to rewrite history. Like when they, when they did that candlelight vigil on January 6th anniversary in 2020, uh, the, uh, 2022, right? They, they made it. That was for the history books, bro. They, they did this overly dramatic, overly cinematic production on all the media channels on its one-year anniversary of the insurrection. And if you're them, wouldn't it make sense to get these people riled up and violent to the point where you could crush them with the, your own military and the police that you have? And then just say, you know what? We're going to change the rules. We're going to stay in power because clearly this is a big threat. And clearly this is a big problem. And we're going to ch- And then all of a sudden just make it a communist socialist country like, and say, this is what we're going to do from now on. Wouldn't that be the easiest way for them to do it? That would be the quickest, easiest way for them to do it. It was to be incite violence. And this is why violence cannot be the answer. Cultural revolution is the answer. Rejection of their narratives. Rejection of the moral standard that they present as moral, which we all know is backwards. Like if we rejected that and they had no power and we rejected at mass, all of us, whenever we see it, we raised our voice and said, no, we're not doing that. What power would they actually have? They wouldn't have any. Yeah. I think we also have to think about creating a counterculture too, because that non-compliance is really important. But when you're rejecting the culture that they're serving us, we also have to come up with a solution. This is why I've been a little bit, it can be really frustrating and tiring to hear people on the right. They just sit and complain and complain. They do the same outrage culture. Buy my shirt. Yes. Yeah. Like, look at this. Look at this crazy video of the, you know, this trans person or whatever, pride month. Yeah. Buy my t-shirt, buy my mug. And it's like, okay, I, there's nothing wrong. I understand that we have to point out the absurdities of the left. I, under, I understand that. And we definitely have to point out the evils of the trans agenda, transgenderism, particularly targeting children. But at some point, we have to start building something of our own. And I think that is where the right loses a lot because they're so busy pointing fingers and whinging and complaining and and sign up for my show or whatever, pay pay the subscription so I can keep making content that's just the same regurgitated stuff. Like we have to also create something that is going to be a countercultural force because simply rejecting and complaining and waving our fingers in the air, it's 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 just not enough. Correct. And so that's why I think we have to also really, really create something that's going to be counterculture, that's going to be powerful, that's going to inspire people, that's going to motivate people to get up and have some sort of self-reliance and independence. Dude, it's personal excellence. Yeah. It, it is the ultimate rebellion. Like when people think that that's some sort of catchphrase I just made up. No, I'm just telling you factually what the solution is. The rebellion they don't want to happen is the peaceful personal excellence rebellion of culture. 
where culture no longer says, yes, I'm going to accept that 400 pounds is healthy. Yes, I'm going to accept that scrolling on my phone for 10 hours a day is healthy. Uh, Yes, I'm going to accept your medications. Yes, I'm going to accept your fake food. The counterculture to that is what they are afraid of because that's where you hit them in their pocketbooks. You remove us as a customer of their system. And when you remove the money, you remove the power. And so this is why I talk so much about, you know, it's not just some motivational guru shit. This is an actual plan. If they want you fat, become fit. If they want you uneducated, become educated. If they want you not to think, think. If they want you to hate people, don't hate people. Love people. If they want you to fucking, you know, uh, you know, rely on their pharmaceuticals, do the best to become someone that doesn't. I'm not saying that all medicine is bad, uh, but most of the shit they market is bad. You know, everything, it's like you said earlier on the show, everything they say, we should be the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. That's the counterculture, and both in reality and definition. Yeah, especially when they talk about family too, because the left yeah. is so anti-family. But one thing about family and community and village that I think the right gets wrong is they're hyper-focused on the nuclear family. So the nuclear family, the model of mom, dad, and kids. In a white picket fence, this is a very, it's actually a very, recent development in, in, in human history, because for pretty much all of human history, family was extended family, community. Fa- community. You had a village and it's a very new phenomenon, just really in the early 1900s, where in the mid 1900s, you know, obviously because of the Industrial Revolution, they used the nuclear family as a marketing tool, as kind of like kind of like a psyop to to have people separate from their families to move into the cities so the men could get certain types of jobs. And so what does that do? It separates the mother, the father, and the children away from their strong family unit. And so I think one thing that we also have to really think about is if we want strong families, we can't, we can't encourage people to just isolate themselves with mom, dad, and children. Like we really have to encourage people to build bigger families. And if it's not your blood, like I know that because of you know, this modern era that we're in, it's really hard for a lot of people to live near their blood family. But we have to build these villages and these communities of people that are going to support each other. I think it will also be much easier for wives and mothers to enjoy motherhood. Like something that kind of, it just kind of irritates me when I hear a lot of people on the right, they complain about moms, you know, not, or women not wanting to be moms or wives. I'm like, Yes, I think more women should be should be wives and mothers. Not every single woman on the planet is meant for it, but I think more women should get married and have families. But you have to understand that ancient families had a huge support system for women. Huge. I mean, like think about like postpartum, like Alex postpartum, right? Like in today's age, it's the husband who's like running around and trying to like serve her while she's healing from birth. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but Back in the day, it was an entire village of women. The aunts, it was the the aunts, the yes, the sisters, the cousins, even friends. And so now, like, I actually kind of understand why so many women don't want to be wives or mothers because it is it can be very, very isolating. They don't have any help. They don't have any help. And so the husband is out eight to ten hours a day, and he's sort of doing the things that men have always done. He gets to interact with other men, and he's working, and he's got his own community, and he's interacting with people. But a lot of times, you know, in this like common suburban life, the mom is stuck at home for however long during the day and it can be very isolating. So I think when we talk about pushing back and creating this counterculture, we have to think more critically about what family means. Family is not always a great point. It's not always just mom, dad and kids yeah. like 
you know, it's it's about creating this village that's really going to support each other, whether that means blood family and maybe people who aren't blood related to you. But you can build this strong community that's really going to last. We have that going on here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very blessed. Like, you know, as hard as business is, as hard as it is to do what we're trying to do, um, as much as I get tired of it and like, dude, I don't have to do this. Like I could easily be out of this and never have to work again. The reason I don't is because of what you're talking about, because I know when I come here, I'm surrounded by people who, who have the same, uh, core value system that I have. I know I can count on them. I know I can rely on them. I know if I said, Hey dude, I need help moving this, or we've got a problem here or this, bro, it's a, it's a text message. And there's 50 people saying, dude, I'll help. And that's not just cause I'm me like that. That goes to everybody out in, in this community. And it's one of the things I'm proudest of is, is being a part of this community because of the things that you say. And, and I think that's a great point that I have never actually made on the show, uh, which I appreciate you bringing because it is part of it. That's a big right, part of it. It's a major it. part of it. Yeah, big part of it. You know, and the men, you know, the one thing you said that, that I was kind of going to laugh at was, you know, the men going out and working real hard. Like, we got a problem with that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, are they, or are they sitting there that's with true. their fucking headset on playing Call of Duty? That's true. Right? Yeah. So like, you know, there's the feminism has done a number on fucking productive men. Yeah, it, it has. It really has. Yeah, because it's also said that women are interchangeable with men and it's, you know, emasculated them. Yeah, it's yeah. not true. Yeah. We have unique roles that are necessities for uh, a successful civilization, you know, and that's reality. You know, welcome to it. Yep. <laughs> Guys, let's uh, let's go and bring this this uh, this cruise on, on to an end. We got our third and final headline. Headline number three. Headline number three reads. Hunter Biden plea deal shows feds agreed to not charge past crimes, but changed course in court. Uh, so first son, Hunter Biden, this is a New York Post article. Uh, first son, Hunter Biden was set to receive sweeping immunity protection under the terms of a plea deal negotiated with federal prosecutors only for the Justice Department to backtrack under questioning from a Delaware judge during a Wednesday hearing. So special United States attorney Leo Weiss and Hunter lawyer Christopher Clark, uh, these two, uh, these two duds. Man. These guys are defending, bro, Hunter Biden. Look, just look. I mean, it's just oozing. That, that, that should be like the stain of their whole entire careers. It's <laughs> oozing water toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> so, so these two guys. <laughs> Both signed a probation-only agreement to allow the 53-year-old first son to plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors and enter a diversion program for a felony charge of possessing a firearm while addicted to crack cocaine, according to a copy of the document obtained by Politico. The memo stated that prosecutors would also not seek to charge Hunter Biden for any federal crimes attached to his case, which included millions of dollars and missed tax payments between 2016 and 2019. Uh, the deal only left open the possibility of, quote, prosecution for any future conduct by the president's son, ensuring that possible violations of foreign lobbying laws and money laundering would forever be uncharged. Under its terms, Hunter would serve two years on probation for the tax crimes. He would also uh, have to seek active employment, remain sober, submit to drug tests, be fingerprinted by the FBI, and not commit other crimes. His record would also be expunged 30 days after his probation period ends. But in Wilmington federal court, 
uh, Weiss diverged from the plan and told U.S. District Judge Mary, Mary Ellen uh, Narika that the unprecedented agreement did not preclude prosecutors from the ongoing investigation into the first son's alleged crimes, prompting gasp from those in the room. When uh, Judge Narika asked whether those crimes could include violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, or FARA, Wise responded, yes. Quote, as far as I'm concerned, the plea, de- uh, the plea agreement is null and void, defense attorney Chris Clark said in response. The agreement had made no mention of the FARA violations. Uh, Narika repeatedly expressed skepticism about the scope of the agreement, accusing both sides of wanting her to, quote, rubber stamp an improperly broad deal and asked Wise at one point, quote, have you ever seen a diversion agreement that is so broad that it encompasses crimes in another case? Quote, no, Your Honor, Wise admitted when Narika asked if he could think of any precedent. Um, and not just that, guys. During the, uh, the the court hearing, Hunter Biden admits in court that he made $664,000 from CFEC China Energy, contradicting Joe Biden's claims. Uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer, Chris Clark, admitted in court Wednesday the president's son received $664,000 from CEFC China Energy Company in 2017, contradicting President Joe Biden's claim Hunter Biden never received money from a Chinese entity. Um, and not just that, did you guys see the second amount that he received? Uh, so during calendar year, 2017, Biden earned substantial income, including just under $1 million from a company he formed with the CEO of a Chinese business conglomerate. Um, but $666,666 from his domestic business interests. I just thought that was a very weird figure. That is weird. Super interesting. Um, but the crazy thing is all that money that, that he, that he earned quote over the next six months in six months. Okay. Biden would spend almost the entirety of his balance on personal expenses, including large cash withdrawals, transfers to his personal account, travel and entertainment. Prosecutors said while noting he quote continued to earn handsomely, uh, his attorneys and prosecutors both acknowledged that his descent into drug addiction after the death of his brother, former Delaware attorney general, uh, Bo Biden, Contributed to the missed tax payments. Um, what do we got on this? I mean, I, I got a chance to read through the conditions of release um, where he has to submit to supervision and report to, uh, for supervision to uh, the District of California. Um, he has to actively seek employment. Um, he can't use drugs. He can't use alcohol. Um, can't carry firearms, obviously. Um, submits drug tests, urine samples. There's a lot there. And and I think the judge has noticed that they're basically trying to pull a fast one. You think? <laughs> so 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 if I'm interpreting this correctly, they tried to come in with this creative plea deal that the prosecutors and the defense team colluded on. These two cucks. And agreed to. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of those is defense, one of those is prosecutor. Yep. Okay, now remember what I say all the time. What do I say these guys do? They're buddies. Hold on. What do I say they do? I say they go out on the golf course, or they go to dinner, or they go smoke cigars, and they go drink whiskey, and they decide how this shit's going to go. They work together. Okay, thinking that Republicans are Democrats, or that a uh, counsel for two different sides of a case, even down to cases where you have to go to court. 
the prosecutors and the defense attorneys are friends. They make up how the case is going to go before the case ever goes. Okay. And then they figure out how to make it go as long as it can theatrically so they can get paid. All right. So that's what we have going on here. And then we have a judge that is saying, uh, no. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, well, you know, yes, she should. Yes, yeah, she should. And, and, you know, what happens to judges that stand up against these people? You see what I'm saying? Michael paddleboard. No, I think it's important for her to be very careful. And I think it's important for the police, wherever she lives, to, to, be, to do your fucking jobs. Because this woman's doing something that is a, an actual representation of how, our, com- how our, our country's supposed to operate. Yeah, like, I mean, they're going to wipe tax penalties clean for f- four years from this dude. They're going to they're gonna not investigate him for any other crime. Any other crimes? Okay, no matter what they are. Like, dude, wh- like, do you think that any of you guys would get that sort of a deal? Mm. I know I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't. That's right. Because it's racist. <laughs> All right. I would get the worst deal, bro. Let's be real. It's the most uncool to be white right now. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Can you I, imagine if Don Jr. just did one, a fraction bro, of this? Bro, this Don Jr. would be, they'd execute him. They, yeah, they they'd be would. Him. They'd yes. figure out how to fucking kill him. Yes, they yeah. would. Yeah. Because they, they would realize, okay, now is our time to get Don Jr. so he doesn't sprout into the Donald Trump. Yep. Right? Like, dude, this, well, Look, man, it's good that she's standing up. Yeah. That's a good thing. Another thing people have been calling out, too, is like how, you know, plenty of times, you know, the White House, their their uh, narrative is that they are completely separate from the first son's political um, or legal issues and woes, right? They're staying completely out of it. However, this motherfucker is getting taxpayers fucking security, secret service to drive him to and from these court hearings. Right, like, and not, not, I'm not talking about just a few vehicles. Like, like, I mean, we're talking about a full fucking motorcade that he's getting. The taxpayers are, yeah, he's it's not like it. he's paying for it. No, he's not paying for. It. We yeah. pay for that. Yeah, we pay for that. And so I've been seeing like that. That's it's aggravating that any of our money goes to any of these people for any fucking reason. Like these people this. are such fucking low life shit bags, all of them, and they're taking more than half of our 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 total earning and doing whatever the fuck they want with it. Like it's disgusting. Like look at the, like look at the face that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden makes. That smug, like crooked smile shit that they do. Like they look like plastic people. They don't even look like they're fucking real. <laughs> and like these people get to spend our money however the fuck they want to on their own shit. And oh, then yeah. and then when they do bad shit, they they get off. Like, dude, look, a time of reckoning, real reckoning, is coming. It really is. And it's necessary. And I don't know how it's going to play out, but here's what I do know. Is that if we don't have a culture built, and we can start on that right now, when you replace these people with somebody else, it'll just be the same thing. It'll be the same thing with different, different per- people. And so that's why it's so important to go back to what we were talking about just a minute ago. You know, the building of a, of a, a productive, moral, uh, but still free culture in America, you know, because one thing about the conservatives and I get a lot of heat, you know, they, like a lot of people attack me because I don't have kids. If you're such a great American. Why don't you have kids? Well, guess what, motherfucker? I can't fucking have them. What about that? OK, what about the hundreds of kids that I actually fucking have to raise inside my companies? Like, do you think do you really think that I want to go home and raise 
fucking five more of my own? Fuck no. You have no idea what I deal with on a daily basis. It's not for everybody. But like you said, I think most people it is for. And when we have a situation where these people are criticizing people like me for not having children, like you guys are going too far. Like you're not going to get your own, like I saw this uh, clip from the podcast I did where I was talking about United We Stand, Divided We Fall last week. And I read the comments and half of them were like, yeah, dude, totally. And the other half were like, uh, well, like the other half was split in half. So there was like two other quarters and there was a quarter where like, oh, fuck this is bullshit from like the far left people. But then there was this quarter from the conservatives who was like, you know, saying all of these things like, like, dude, I saw one guy say, I bet this guy's triple vaxxed. I'm triple vaxxed, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the reason that none of y'all had to fucking take the shit. Okay. So I'm one of the reasons that the. The idea of freedom is misunderstood by both sides. Like to live in a free society, you're going to have to work with people, especially here in America, who have different religious beliefs, who have different cultural backgrounds, who have uh, different levels of melanin in their skin, who uh, may like to have sex with people that are different than the people that you like to have sex with. Like there's this demand on both sides that you must conform, otherwise you're not part of it. And that grouping or that group think or that group culture, like it's no different. What's happening on the right right now is no different than what happened on the left for the last the 10 years. Thing. It's all or nothing. Yeah, it's all or nothing. And it eats, that ends up eating your own and doesn't provide any productive outcome for anybody. And so like we have to like get smarter to the point where we have to understand that if we're going to have freedom and be left alone, we got to have to leave other people alone too. You know what I mean? Unless they're doing things that are below the accepted moral standard of society, which I think needs to be correct. Yeah. Yeah. It I really bothers me when I see people on the right who criticize others for not getting married early enough. Yeah. For not having kids or even not having enough kids. I mean, I've seen moms criticized for not having enough it's kids. It's this tra traditional wife movement. Don't thing. even get me started yeah. on that because the stupid thing about this new, I call it the fetishization of trad wife. It's like it's become a fetish of sorts because you can't fully understand. It's theater. It's theater. It's it's, it's women in a flower print. Yeah, like for TikTok. Conservative dress talking about how they grow their own vegetables and they take care of their man. Yeah. And they don't drink alcohol and they read the Bible every single day. Well, guess what? That's cool, bro. That's fine. Do that. But not everybody's going to do that. And just because they don't do that doesn't mean that they don't have a place in this country. Yeah, and doesn't mean that they're not conservative enough for you. And yes. the, the crazy thing about this trad wife thing is if we're going to look at tradition, if you want to, if you, if you really, really want to take an honest look at the traditional wife, you cannot look at the traditional wife outside of the context of the traditional family. And this is what I was talking about earlier. It's like the traditional family was never isolated. And if you look at the traditional husband and father, he was not, you know, going out in public or online and saying all these nasty things about women and calling them hoes, blah, blah, blah. Like that is not how the traditional man was. So if you really want a traditional wife and woman, you have to look at the context of trad family and trad husband. But we're so hyper focused on this fetishization of the trad wife that now you have people on the right who are saying that women are not traditional enough because they have a job. Yeah. Because they because they went to college. They're like, you need to raise girls to, to not go to school and just get married at 20. And I'm like, look, I have a daughter. Like, I, 
my dream for her is that she has a family one day. Of course, I want her to be a wife and a mother one day. But if she wants to have an education and if she has a dream to, to I don't know, be have whatever job that she wants to have, like, I'm not going to tell her to not do that. I think it's so weird that we've gotten to the point where now the right is criticizing people for not being conservative enough, not being trad enough. And it's like it, it, it pushes people away and it just creates more division. And it's the same thing. It's this group think where you have to conform to everything that we do. You have to look exactly the same and you have to make the same life choices as we do at the same age. And it's, it's not helpful. And it really, it actually sets us back. Oh, totally. What, what are we really trying to do here? Are we you're, trying you're, to conform? You're, you're creating division amongst the people who need to be united. Yes. So I think, I think, I, I think different. I think that's a good thing because look what it, look what that exact same thought process did to the left. It alienated a shit ton of people that went over to the right. If we do it to the right, that's great because now we're going to see a true sense of the people in the middle, that true 85, 90% of people of American citizens who all think the same things outside of that extreme. Yeah. We're going to be truly united because now what we're going to say, Maybe. okay, you guys shut the fuck up over there. You guys shut the fuck up over here. It's hard to palette any of it. Yeah. For me. Cause like, I don't fit into either of these categories. Like I don't fit with Democrats and I certainly don't fit with Republicans. You know, I'm, I'm too fucking conservative for, for liberals and I'm too liberal for conservatives. And it's called an American and hold on. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't, agree with the libertarians strategy because they they don't have good strategic thought right they have good concept of thought but when you go to apply what they think it doesn't make sense and they refuse to have those conversations they just say you're a dumbass or you're a bootlicker or whatever so i get attacked from these fucking guys and it's like guys you're never going to have it all your way like, it's never going to be all your way, bro. Not every single person that you drive down the street is going to be your kind of person. Not every single person, uh, you know, I mean, think about how unrealistic that perspective is. You know, like, that's fine if you're a trad wife and you want to hang out with other trad wives. Cool. But villainizing everybody else yeah. who isn't in your club, that's not productive. No, that not just creates more of what we already have, which is what we're trying to get away from. And that was my take with the podcast I did, United We Stand, Divided We Fall, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, um, where, you know, it's like, dude, we have to remember, we have to, we do have to do, I think you made a good point. I mean, we do have to find that 85% of middle people that like understand what's actually going on, are willing to look at reality for what's going on because there's still a lot of people that want to refuse to look at the reality of the situation. You know, they don't want their side to be criticized. Mm -hmm. Their people are infallible. Okay, we have to look at the reality. And here it is. The reality is, is if we don't come together, we're going to lose fucking everything. And it's going to be a huge loss for you, your family, their future, and everything that you've loved about America. That's going to go away. And what's going to be replaced by it is this, uh, this communist, socialist, ridiculous, backwards, dystopian shit that we all have decided that we don't like, okay? So we can either unite and accept people for their differences and say, hey, we don't want to live in this crazy shit where we're stirred up constantly around our differences when our differences should be promoted as strengths. Um, we're going to get to decide, you know, do we, do we want, you know, a civil, peaceful, prosperous country where people have real opportunity to do better uh, or do we want tyrants who are literally shitting their pants on television 
taxing us at a rate that is financially oppressive, uh, sending all of our resources to other places. And the reason they're doing that is so that they can make money. Um, basically taking advantage of the worker bees of this country, which is us, and keeping us where we are. So like, you know, those are our choices. And that, that's reality. And you guys can argue over nuance and, you know, you can, and here's the real, here, here's why people do this because their identity is now on this phone. It's not in the real world. So if they can say abrasive things or do things for drama, attention, clicks, or their tribalist community, then we end up with a situation where, you know, people are doing things selfishly on their phones instead of actually producing uh, some sort of resolution that works for everybody. And that's what I'm for. I'm for an actual free America that people can stand up and be who they are without being harassed. We can live a life where we're not constantly stirred against each other or financially oppressed by the uh, invasive and over-oppressive tax code that we have. Uh, we can have a much smaller government. We can have the money spent wisely. We could have hard accountability for things like violent crime, which is the worst you know, that's the biggest disruptor in, in anybody's community right now. Um, and, and, and have a common sense free America, dude, that's, that's better than it's ever been. And I think we have an opportunity at this point to create that. But these people are doing everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah and then taking a stand, too, and putting, putting it very clearly of what our objective morality is. Right. That's a huge issue, too, is that our society has become so amoral. You know, we like we were talking about before we started filming, like so porn, for example, like I, I didn't think I would ever get here, but I, I've been here for a while now. I think porn should be 100 percent illegal. And people are like, oh, you can't legislate morality. Oh, really? Then why aren't you? Why isn't it legal to kill and steal and rape? Like that's the of course we legislate morality. Right. And we have to remember that the founding fathers, they wanted to create a moral society. It wasn't they didn't want to just create a society where it was a free for all and you could. You could just do a bunch of drugs as long as it's not hurting anybody else. You can just watch porn all day. No, they wanted to create a virtuous society. And if we want to do that, we have to be really clear about what is objectively right and what is objectively wrong. Well, and, we all inherently know those things. And we know those things. Yeah. And it is is—it's—it it is really the state. I mean, you know, I don't want an overinflated government either, but it is also up to the state to promote the good and to promote moral values. And we need to see more of that, too. Yeah. I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah. I, I think a big problem, you know, I also think though, like we have to say, yes, can you legislate morals? Absolutely. But that just because something's leg legislated doesn't mean, mean that it's moral. That's something to consider as well. Right. right? Like, because what, what they're trying to do, like for example, with some of these age of consent laws mm. that started over in Europe that are now finding their way here, where they're saying that uh, a minor can consent to have sexual relations with an adult. And we're not talking about a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old. We're talking about a fucking 10-year-old. That's what they're talking an about. An adult, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. And just because they make a law that says that, culture does not have to accept that as moral because I will never accept that. I will never accept that shit. And none of this pedo shit that's going around should be accepted at all. Zero percent. Like this, this renaming maps, of, dude, listen, these people legitimately either belong in jail. And if I was doing it my way, they would, I would remove them from the fucking planet. I would put them in a fucking wood chipper because that's a, that's a culture that preys on innocence 
and destroys lives for the selfish wants of adults. It, it the, the more I the more I think about it, the more angry I get. Roasted. No. These people should not have a place in society. No, yeah, you've lo- you've lost your chance to function in a civilized society. Yes, when you when you participate in that kind of degeneracy. Yes, and yeah. the fact that it's being normalized or attempted to be normalized right now, and I know the sound of freedom gets criticism, right? A lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's great." A lot of people are saying that's not how it really is, and there's a lot of talk around it, but it's a net good because it has brought everybody to the forefront to understand there's a fucking massive market for this pedo shit. And we're the top consumers. Listen, dude. Yes. Yeah. Listen, dude. It's time to fucking do something about it. It is time to do something about it. And this shit can never be accepted when we talk about what a moral standard is. There is fucking zero room for that. And, and, and I don't care what happens to me for saying that or what people think. I don't care. I don't fucking care. That's fucking wrong. Y'all know it's wrong. And it's disgusting to me that it has been normalized to the point where people, people think it's a debatable topic. It is not yeah, a debate. Well, it's kind of like, no. No, it's not a debatable no. topic. Like, this is, these, these are fucking children. These kids will never have a chance to live a normal life. They don't even have a childhood anymore, okay? These kids are taught about sex when they're in kindergarten, in first grade, in preschool, and before. There's child books out, like infant, like books about pronouns and shit, bro. I didn't even know what a fucking pronoun was until I was like fucking 25. Like, we don't fucking know the shit, okay? Actually, if you said, what's a pronoun? I probably couldn't even tell you what it is. But I'm gonna tell you this. Kids shouldn't be taught anything about sex until they start to go through puberty and they start to get curious about what the fuck is going on. And then you talk about it. And this, this, whole, this, this whole movement of sexualizing children has created a scenario where these kids don't even get to have a fucking childhood. That's criminal. Dude, they don't even get to be normal fucking kids. And, and then, and then the, you throw the imposition of the race argument on these kids, right? Like you're telling these little four-year-old and five-year-old kids that, you know, if you're black, you're born in America, you don't have a fucking chance because the system is racist. And they're told your white little buddy over here at preschool who you hang out with every day is actually your enemy because he's racist and he can't even fucking help it. But if you like, cut your penis off, you'll be okay. You're normal. That's totally normal and natural to cut off your dick. Like, this is where we are as society. And so what we're t- the resetting of moral standard in culture is 100% necessary. But we can't have trad wife over here telling us that everybody that's doing a good job isn't doing a fucking good job. Like, we're all on the same team, bro. Let's eliminate the fucking cancerous shit that we have going on and then go live some peaceful fucking productive lives. Like, that's my idea of America. Yep. Yep. Shit, man. You know? Guys, jump in on this conversation, these you. Let us know what you guys think. Hashtag deal or no deal. No, the hashtag should be wood chipper. That's what it fucking should be. Motherfuckers work. belong in it. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the pedos. I'm talking about these tyrants that have been in, in fucking power for 50 fucking years that refuse to stand by and allow our country to actually become what it should be on our watch in our time. Yeah. No shit. Power is never given. It's always taken, by the way. Well, guys, it is time for our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up. We're dumb as fuck. This is where we bring a headline up. We talk about it, and then we'll get one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, Mustard Skittles 
are suddenly a thing, and the internet wants to know why. So do I. Now listen. Wait. Listen. Isn't that the same girl that wrote the fucking... It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it? It is. She's on the show twice today. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about dumb shit both times. All right. <laughs> well, let's give her a fair shake. All right? Maybe, listen, maybe she's just batting a low average today. I want to start by saying the only fucking rainbow I'm tasting are Skittles. I like Skittles. I fuck with Skittles. Really? And I also... How do you eat them, though? Do you eat them one at a time per flavor, or do you eat a handful? No, yeah, no, just get just, the whole mix. No, throw the shit up there. First of all, you got you to put like five in, your, in the palm of your hand. Yeah. You got to shake them. Is that a thing? Yep. No, I think that's just like a dice thing. You're used to playing dice or something. What? That's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're thinking that because you're racist, but that is not racist. I just know you like dice. Mustard Skittles. <laughs> Mustard Skittles. So taste the tang. Skittles makers Mars Inc. shocked the internet with news of the latest taste uh, being added to the flavor rainbow. Mustard. Candy and condiment are being combined. And well, how do we know this is true? Because we just covered this other article by this woman. It was complete, complete bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, like, do we get confirmation that this is actually a real thing? Or is this a made-up bullshit thing? Just get some clicks. Yeah, I mean. Because I'm questioning the integrity of the author at this I, point. I get it. I get it's gotta it. be fair. Everything I'm seeing, this seems to be legit. Man. Okay. So, all right, we gotta fact check this shit. Now. Yeah, it's a partnership with French's Mustard to honor National Mustard Day on August 5th. So, quote, Skittles is always looking to inspire moments of everyday happiness and deliver unexpected ways for fans to experience the brand. Ro Chang, marketing director at Mars, said in an emailed statement to the Post. Uh, quote, that's why we've teamed up with French's to create the first of its kind, Skittle that combines their tangy mustard flavor with our iconic chewy texture to deliver this unique summer treat for National Mustard Day. Um, but the not-so-delicious news left a somewhat sour taste online uh, where consumers gagged at the thought of sampling the savory candy. Quote, mustard-flavored Skittles? Mm, gross. Mustard-flavored Skittles? Oh, hell no. Jail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this one says, quote, uh, pretty sure this is one of the signs of the apocalypse. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I was sort of on the same thought process here. Uh, but there were a few brave souls are clamoring for the yellow Skittles substitute with some wondering if it might even taste good as a hot dog topping. Quote, the collab we all needed in our lives. Uh, another person wrote, hype to try these. Uh, still others had a laugh at uh, the fuss over the obvious publicity stunt. Quote, the government told us aliens exist. And we're still more <laughs> disturbed by mustard Skittles. That's a good point. Great point. Yeah. So I'm, I, mean, I am certainly more disturbed over the mustard Skittles. So I must be still one of the NPCs. You're the, bro, yeah. you wake up, man. Uh, <laughs> wake me up, guys. <laughs> what do we got on this, guys? What do we got? It reminds me of the, the ranch ice cream. Wasn't that, that a that's thing? That's a real thing. That's yeah, a real that's thing. Van that's yeah. DJ's favorite. I fucking can't stand ranch ice cream. That's okay, DJ's favorite. I'm a blue cheese guy. Yeah. You know, uh, I, would, I would try it. You would try. It. I love mustard. Oh, I do? love mustard I too. Love That's mustard. the thing. I and my favorite mustard, mustard is just the classic yellow French's mustard. That's my I, favorite. I fucking love mustard. I would try it. I hate mustard, bro. I, it ain't happening. I know what flavor you like. What? Which one? Ketchup? Mayonnaise. I don't like that either, bro. <laughs> no, I, know you don't I don't like any of that shit. I like ketchup. <laughs> I'm one of the weirdos that likes ketchup on just about fucking everything. I, I can't do ketchup. Yeah. Bro. I like Frank's Red Hot, ketchup, but, and cream soda, baby. <laughs> my friend liked ketchup so much she put it on ice cream oh, and oh, she man. said it wasn't actually bad and now I that's, said, that's crossing disgusting. a line that's a line I'm not willing that's to cross that's so gross that's wrong I put it, I put it I'll do some with my eggs though 
No. Yeah. What kind of eggs? Like scrambled eggs and shit? Fucking whatever eggs I got, baby. <laughs> oh. All the eggs with the ketchup and the cream soda. <laughs> no. Look, man, uh, you know, I'm personally, you know, I don't know that this article has any validity to it at all. I can't just say based off the author. Yes. She's dangerous. <laughs> it's a very dangerous article. Um, you know, this sounds gross. It's good marketing, though, because we're talking about we're it. We're talking about it. Yeah. So it's uh, kudos to the marketers. You know, it's really it's smart because they're they're kind of like weaponizing reaction culture, right? Like mm. that's good marketing. Yeah. Um Publicity stunts are easier and easier to do now because people are more finely tuned up for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, I think anybody that actually eats this shit and likes it is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> so let me know, Gina, because I got I'm trying to decide if I want the you side, back the on the show. Sign of a secret serial killer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gina loves those fucking skittles. Uh. Can't have her back. <laughs> it's fucking weird. She's one of them lizard people. <laughs> She's oh, not man. real. Hey, look, I'll give a thumbs up for the marketing. Hey, for effort. Hey, for yeah, definitely. Right. And you know what? The lady wrote a fair article. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll just give her a thumbs up, too. Keep writing about me, too. <laughs> Gina, what we got? What's her name? Brooke? Yeah, she should Brooke. definitely come on the show. Yeah. We should I think they her. all should. I, I think, think it's a thumbs up. Thumbs I like up? it. I like it. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, Andy, Gina, that's all I got. All right, guys. That's the show. Gina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, I'd love great. to have you on again. Yeah. Uh, on a regular basis. I, you're one of my favorite people to watch on the internet. Where can people follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at GM Florio, F-L-O-R-I-O, or on Twitter at Florio Gina. Still my maiden name, but yeah, that's love, a place to find me. Yeah, I love your perspective on everything. Um, I don't always see it the exact same way, but every time I do listen to your perspective, you bring some new thoughts to my mind that I hadn't thought about in that way. And that's what I value most about your content. So there's I, one thing. There's one thing I want to talk about with you one day. Yeah. I want to get into the abortion topic with you one day. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. a good one. Yeah, That'd be a good one. Well, I've sure. actually started to change my mind a little bit on it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I have heard you say a couple things. Yeah. How you? I, I was I was very much pro-choice um, for a long time, but now when I'm starting to see why pro-choice is pushed so hard, and the importance of like people actually having children and raising good children. Um, my opinion has started to shift for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it one yeah, day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Definitely. also have a women's health group. I forgot to say any ladies out there who wants to join a women's group. We do four workouts a week. We're always doing health challenges. Um, I just did a series on fertility with some holistic practitioners. So you can find that at myhealthship.com. Cool. You guys check her out, man. She's great. Uh, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. And guys. Uh, guys, don't be a hoe. Went from sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed, closed.